0: Much in the way of announcement this morning. Uh, Mary Cress, are we having the uh, Bible study this evening? Yes. Okay, 5 o'clock this evening. We're still working on Revelation. So, uh, anything going on in the communities you think we need to know about, Mitch? Nothing I'm aware of. Okay. In that case, uh, are there any birthdays this week? Oh, Kinsley. Anybody else?
1: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, God bless you, happy birthday to you.
0: Anniversaries. No anniversaries. Okay then, let's... We never stop. Let's continue praising the Lord. Turn to number 40. Let's stand and sing. This is my Father's world. Amen. Sixty six Sweet Hour of Prayer.
2: Father and God, we are so blessed. Lord, we are so grateful that we can come together here and worship you. Lord, in this time, we ask that you help us to set aside everything but you. This is a time and a place for worship. When we truly worship in spirit and in truth, focusing only on you being in your presence, basking in your love. So bless us with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven,
0: hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion meditation this morning, let's stand first for the doxology. Sorry. Never mind. (laughs) Our communion hymn this morning is number 260, Come Share the Lord.
1: In Jesus' name, His love is burning in our hearts like living flame. For through the loving Son, the Father makes us one. Come take the bread, come drink the wine, come share the Lord. Oh. One. Come, share the Lord. We are now a family of which the Lord is fed. Oh, no one seen, he meets us here in the breaking of the bread. We'll gather soon wherein We'll see the glory of our Lord and coming King. Now we anticipate the feast for which we wait. Come take the bread, come drink the wine, come share the Lord. Amen. Amen. John Kimmick.
0: communion meditation
3: this morning. morning. Today's reading meditation is, uh, let there be light. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 28 indicates that one of the primary purposes of communion is self-examination. When we couple this objective with the realization that God is light, 1 John 1, verse 5, we have a perfect combination to genuinely see ourselves. Since the New Testament often warns us about self-deception, the Lord's Supper provides the optimum time to align with the psalmist who said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. The light of God is an interesting aspect of his character. The good news is that light helps us see. The bad news is that light helps us see. (laughs) It's not really bad news. It's more like painful news, because light exposes our blemishes. I suspect all of us have had the experience of sitting in our houses and watching the bright sunlight blaze through the window. There are many things you can see that were invisible on a cloudy day. Dust particles, streaks on the window, and water spots on a supposedly clean drinking glass all of a sudden become very apparent. This is the challenge of courageously living in the presence of God's light. We become more aware of our spiritual contaminants. Jesus immediately recognized this in his earthly ministry. In John 3.19, he said, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love the darkness better because their deeds were evil. This exposure can feel so threatening that we spend years of our lives hiding from the truth about ourselves. Like our ancient, ancient father, Adam, we become skittish souls, always on the lookout for a more adequate brand of fig leaves. Rather than acknowledging the destructive in this of our rageful discharges we don the big leaf of rationalizations convincing ourselves that we would never be like that if we weren't if it weren't for all the jerks around us rather than feeling the sting of our deceitfulness we push the minimize button on our computer like brain and shrink our sin right out of view this was the plight of the Pharisees when Jesus tried to reached them with the truth of the gospel. They hid behind their religious behaviors. Christ exposed them as whitewashed tombs, white and shiny on the outside, but full of corruption where it really counts. Communion was designed by God to convince us to come into the light. It's painful to be exposed, but not as painful as leading the life of a pretender. Remember, it was the tax collector who beat his breast and cried, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, who went home justified. The pretending Pharisees probably impressed no one but himself and other imposters. This is the time God has ordained that we come into the light. Let us pray. Lord, we're tired of wearing masks. We want to be real before you. Thank you for shining the light of your love into our lives. We remember your sacrifice for our sins as we partake of these emblems. Thank you for taking our place on the cross so that we can enjoy the light of your grace. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room for the Passover meal, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, gave to each of them, saying, This is my body broken for you. And after they had eaten, he took the cup. Giving thanks, he passed it among them, saying, This is my blood of the new covenant, shed for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Amen. Let's stand for the doxology.
3: Praise
1: God, from whom all blessings flow. Oh.
0: different uh, rather than have a special we're going to learn a new song may not be new to all of us uh, number 567 Jesus is coming again is there anybody here that knows that from days gone by okay we'll uh, those of you that do sing along with us as we uh, do the first verse and then we'll everybody will kick in.
1: Marvelous message we bring, glorious carol we sing, wonderful word of the King. Second verse, forest and flower exclaim.
0: To Jack? Praise the Lord! Amen. May see seated. John, you have the uh, scripture this morning.
3: Today's reading is from Matthew 22, verses 41 through 46. Whose son is the Messiah? While Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under my feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions.
2: Amen. Thank you, Brother John. Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Oh, wow. Man, I'll tell you what. Been a week. <laughs> this this week passed by so fast. I, I just I'm amazed. But there was something good happened every single day. Amen. It just proves that God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. Amen. Well, as we continue on here with uh, Matthew uh, chapter 22, we had seen here that the Pharisees had come to Jesus before, trying to trick him, catch him in something, and he put them in their place. They left, and then the Sadducees came, and they tried to trick him and put him in his place, but rather he reversed it on them and put it on them, put them in their place, and they got mad and left. Well, now the Pharisees have come back. And, you know, he's working with them again. And this time, Jesus asked the question instead of them. And he, he said, while the Pharisees were gathered together, he asked them, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Now, you have to understand here, the Pharisees, okay, they're the, they're the teachers of the day. They're the lawyers and the teachers. They're the ones that study scripture all the time. They like, they're the doctorates of the day, you know, doctorate of divinity or doctorate of the scripture. And, and that's what they do all the time is, is they, they check to see who's, who's following the law and who's not. And, you know, it's all legalistic, every, everything they did. Was very legalistic. And then Jesus confronts them. Well, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Well, of course, you know, they would know all about the Messiah, but their thoughts at this time would have been well, yes, Messiah's coming. He's coming. And when he comes, he's going to build an army and we're going to take our land back. We're going to kick out these Romans. We're going to go back and take our land. And, and it's going to be just like it was when David was king. We'll have all of the blessings of God. Now, this is what they thought. And he asked them, whose son is he? And so they're thinking, is this a trick question? <laughs> we, we did trick questions to him. Now, is this a trick question? But they, they responded, he's the son of David. Oh. Well, He is. You know, if you follow the generations back, David is in that genealogy. And so we we know that that is true. Well, they're only thinking, though, on the physical side. They're not thinking spiritually. They're only thinking physically. He has to fit somewhere in the lineage of David. So his father is going to be someone that's in the line of David. So he said to them, how is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? Well, they're just stunned. Silence is all you could hear. You know, you drop a pen, you could hear it. They're like, oh, this is a trick question. No, (laughs) it's a spiritual question. And they weren't prepared for that. They didn't have an answer. And you know, the sad thing is, is that in our world today, there's many, many people that don't have that answer either. There's many people today that if you ask them who Jesus is, they'll say he he was a good man. Some say he was a liar because he claimed to be the son of God. Some say he was a good teacher. Some will say that, yeah, he had a good moral principle set that he taught people to live by. But when you ask him, well, is he the son of God? No, that's not possible. Now, my question to those people is always the same. If he's a good man, if he's a good teacher... If he has good morals, then how can he be a liar? (laughs) Those things don't go together logically, folks. They just don't. If someone's good, they're not a liar. Someone's a liar, they're not good. (laughs) Just plain and simple. That's the way it works. And they're always like, uh, well, never thought about that before. And I always encourage them to do a little more searching in the scripture. And so here, what he's saying is, is that the Messiah is the Lord. Even David himself, who is in the lineage of the Messiah of Christ, he himself said that the Messiah is my Lord. Now, in those days... And hopefully somewhere in today's days, a child is never looked at by their father and called, oh Lord, what can I do for you today? Uh, Nope. Unfortunately, I think that does happen some, but it didn't happen then. Let's put it that way. Didn't happen then. Uh, uh, A father would never look at his child and call him Lord. In fact, the, the child is meant to look to up to the father and say, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And that was the way things work. So this is something that's really out of whack with what they would think. Why would a, a great, 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 great grandfather look at their grandchild and say, Lord... It's contrary to the way they were thinking because they were thinking purely from a worldly, fleshly point of view. And that's the reason why no one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, they didn't dare ask him any more questions. He stumped them to the point where they were done. (laughs) But as he explained this to them, it was also putting a seed in their hearts. Because these Pharisees are trained to think. To think and to figure things out. I mean, that's what they do. So I'm sure that they went back to their homes and to their offices. And they looked at scripture up to see if he said it right. <laughs> First of all, because if he didn't say it right, they're going to come back and call him on it. But that never happened. So we know he said it right. Right? <laughs> and, and so... When they went home and studied this, I'm sure some of them were impacted by it and thought, wow, he's right. What does this mean? And then they were having to think about it. You know, that's a preacher's job, is to use the scriptures to get people to think about who Jesus is and how important he is for us. But you know, it's not just a preacher's job. It's your job too. Every one of us, when we're called in Christ Jesus, we're called to be ministers. We're not all called to be pastors and preachers standing up in front of everybody, but we're all called to be ministers. We can all reach out and share our testimony, what God has done for us with everyone else. We can all see and let people see how our lives have changed from who we were to who Christ made us. If you ask my ex-wife right now, she could tell you she sees a difference in me. Right? Yes. (laughs) I wasn't always right with God when when we were together, but I thought I was. But I know better now. We all grow. We all learn when we try. Now, if we just shut down and say, I got all I want of Jesus, that's all you're going to get. But if we open up and say, Lord... I want more, I want more, give me more. He does. But with that comes more responsibility. It becomes a bur- burden for somebody else, not just yourself. But God will give you a burden for somebody else. Sometimes he'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, pray for. And you may not necessarily tell you why, he just tells you to do it. And you can't go back to sleep until you do, folks. <laughs> I'm telling you. He won't let you sleep till you obey. But then you find out later that that person had something going on in their life right at that moment when he asked you to pray. And then you find out that about the time you prayed, things got better. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. I had no clue. And then God says, that's because it's not about you. <laughs> It's not about you, son. It's about me. And then I have to worship him because he's so good. When we look to who the Messiah is, we have to recognize that he said of himself that he was the son of God. When he said that, they were ready to kill him. They were ready to stone him. Because to them, he was telling a lie. And it was blasphemous. But he was just saying the truth. I don't know how many of you have watched uh, uh, the old movie, uh, Not White Christmas. Uh, Man. Yeah, Miracle on 34th Street. Thank you, Bob. See, his mind still works better than mine. (laughs) At least part of the time. (laughs) Uh, So if you've ever watched that, and you know... Santa Claus, St. Nicholas. They took him to court. Took him to court. And the judge kept asking him who he was, Chris Kringle. I don't know, he'd give all these different names that all meant Santa Claus. And the judge kept asking, what's your real name? <laughs> and he just kept telling him, that is my name. And they decided he needed, you know, a little mental help. And I always love the part where the therapist come in and starts asking him questions and he puts the therapist on the couch. <laughs> you know, but they finally decided that he was Santa Claus because all the mail went to him. Well, all the prayers go to Jesus. He is who he says he is. And when we believe that, And when we trust him, when we have struggles, when we have trials and challenges, when we cling on to him, we get through those times. We get through it. We just keep chugging along and, and thank Jesus. It may seem like we don't have anything to thank him for, but who makes us breathe? I mean, you don't make yourself breathe, do you? If you did, when you went to sleep, you'd die. <laughs> so God makes us breathe. And he provides oxygen for us to breathe. God made the water that we need to drink. And it's available plenteous. At least here in this country it is. You know, it, without water, you couldn't take a bath or a shower. Think about that. <laughs> without water... Nothing would grow. Without water, there wouldn't be fish or seafood of any kind. Man, life would be bad without seafood. (laughs) Uh, There's so many things that we have to be thankful for. How many of you notice that the sun comes up every morning? I want to know which one of you schedules that. No? Who does? Hey, isn't that wonderful? Wonderful. He gives us a beautiful sun to look at, beautiful sunsets to watch. He makes beautiful blue skies. How many of you have ever, even as an adult? But I know some people did it as a kid. But stopped when they grew up. Thought that was too sophisticated. But you lay down and look up and watch the clouds, and watch all the different shapes you see. Oh look, there's an elephant. Oh look, uh, there's Jesus on the cross. Glory. <laughs> You can see all kinds of neat stuff just watching the clouds. And it's free entertainment from God. We have much to be thankful for, don't we? I mean, I think everybody in here has all the fingers, or most of them anyway. Somebody might have lost one in here. But, you know, uh, and toes. I know somebody lost one of them. (laughs) Uh, If Troy was here, he had one finger gone. So, you know, but... The point is, even with one gone, we can still do what we need to do. God helps us. Can you imagine losing your thumb? I mean, you couldn't pick stuff up anymore. It would be hard anyway. If you you had something sticking up, you might be able to grab it with the side of your hand and, and pick it up. Who gave us that? Huh? Man. Isn't it exciting? You ever think about what it would be like when you, if you're totally blind? I have. <laughs> uh, when I was at the blind rehab, they made me practice it just in case. I had to wear glasses that blocked out everything and find my way around the block by myself. Of course, I didn't know, but somebody was walking behind me. They were there the whole time, but they told me I was by myself. Just go on. Get, you make it back here, You pass. Well, I made it. (laughs) But Jesus is like that too. Everywhere we go, He's right there with us. You know, He never leaves us alone. He promised to never leave you, I'll never forsake you. That's who Jesus is. He's the one who loves us so much that He went to the cross and He died. So if anybody asks you who Jesus is, who's the Messiah? Tell him, he is love. He is love. He loves you. He loves me. And he proved it. And he walks with us. And he talks with us. And he tells us we are his own. Amen. Amen. Brother Bob, don't pull another fast one on us, but come on. Oh, if you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. And we are having the baptisms here in a few minutes. Praise God.
0: I've said this before, Brother Mitch, but uh, it bears repeating. The Lord doesn't ask us to be perfect. He doesn't ask us to be organized. It's a good thing. He just asks us to be willing. There's no other way. You're right. Our uh, invitation hymn this morning is number 364, The Savior is Waiting.
1: Savior, my friend, you'll find His arms open wide. Receive Him, all of your darkness will end. Within your heart He'll abide. Time after time He is waiting.
2: back on so everybody can hear all right uh you got the money i talked about <laughs> all right well can't uh,
0: buy your way into heaven brother
2: <laughs> richard and warren uh on thursday decided they wanted to give their life to christ amen. so i'd ask you do you both believe that jesus is the christ the son of the living god I you. amen All God's people said. Amen. All right. We're going to go get ready for baptism.
0: The rest of us are going to sit down. While we're waiting, uh, let's do a little more singing. Turn to number 297. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul.
1: Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I'd wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. He met the need of my heart Child of dispelling with joy I am telling He made all the darkness depart Heaven came down And glory filled my soul When at the cross The Savior made me whole My sins He washed away Today, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine, justified fully through Calvary's love, all understanding is mine, and the transaction. Was made when, as a sinner, I came. Took the offer of grace He did proffer. He saved me. All praise His dear name. Heaven came down and glory, filled my soul. When at the cross, the Savior made me. My sins were washed away And my night was turned to day Heaven came down and glory filled my soul Now I've a hope that will surely endure After the passing of time I have a future in The blind. and it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe which from his precious hand I receive heaven came down and Came down and glory filled my soul. Oh
2: man, this water's just right
1: Good. Wet here. Yeah.
2: It is my hair.
1: We've no less days to sing God's praise Than when we first begun Amen
0: Still sounds wet, do Everybody got something good to say for the Lord this morning. I'm
2: glad that he's back with us. Kidsley's doing really good. Started
0: preschool and loving oh, awesome. Super. Okay. I was waiting to see the remote guy saying. Martin uh, doesn't have to have surgery. he's supposed to have a redo on his pacemaker. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't have to have that done, so let's praise the Lord. Super. just about swapped the devil for a witch on that one, didn't he? Praise
1: God, Kathy's
0: here yeah. Yep, yeah. Kathy's back, and that's wonderful.
1: Jesus.
0: Did they ever figure out what was wrong with you, Kathy? No. Just orneriness, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it sure is good to have you back. Tim, you started to say something. Jim. nine more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they're having their own little